You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip all the BS, and bring you real actionable tips and strategies from real entrepreneurs that are going to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today's guest is a really incredible serial entrepreneur. He's an author, he's a professional speaker, he's a U.S. Paralympian, and he's founder and host of the Athlete Summit, along and, and, and although we're going to be diving into the blogging, the SEO, the social media strategies he's been using with massive success, I, I really want to you to pay attention to his journey as an entrepreneur. Because look, guys, the fact is this. Every year, um, I have the privilege of helping countless entrepreneurs from around the world uh, start their first digital business through my programs and, and systems and stuff like that. And one of my biggest frustrations is this. People who, you know, they come to events, they go online, they invest in training programs like mine to learn how to start a digital business. And then, you know, a month goes by and then six months, then a year. And then I get an email, the email that says, uh, you know, I, I couldn't do it. And they always have some circumstance in their life that took place that prevented them from succeeding. And and there's always some kind of, I'm going to just call it an excuse because that's what it is. And and then you're going to meet someone like our guest today. And I, God, it puts things into perspective. He is living proof that if you want to achieve something, you can do it if you put your mind to it. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Tanner Gers to the show. Tanner, thanks so much for being here. Derek, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, uh, before we get into all the internet stuff um, that I'm looking forward to, I'd really be grateful if you could share your story, your path to becoming the serial entrepreneur uh, that you are today, and and some of the the adversities that you've had to overcome along the way, and then you know give us a picture of what your business and life looks like today. Absolutely. So, I was this all American kid, kind of growing up, you know doing well in school, well in sports. And then I had a bad accident. I was getting ready to actually write my name down on that line, enlisting into the United States military. And I was in a bad auto accident. Um, ultimately, a tree came through my windshield, impaled me in the face, uh, gave me a traumatic brain injury, uh, broke my back, uh, fractured multiple vertebrae in my spine, uh, you know, shattered my face. Um, and, and, at the end of the day, when I woke up in the hospital, I was totally blind. So not blind like your grandma or blind like it's tough to see, I need my glasses, like totally blind. So close your eyes, turn off the lights, and that's what I'm looking at. And it was, it was really tough. It was really hard. I really thought my life was over. And I had a paradigm shift. I had a perception change where I realized it could always be worse. I still have my hands. I still have my feet. I'm still able to communicate. I can talk. I can have a conversation. Thankfully, my brain injury wasn't so significant that I was in a wheelchair or that I was cognitively or significantly cognitively impaired. And I, I started to move forward, went back to school, uh, started working, uh, and uh, started the entrepreneurial journey that we, uh, we all love to be on. So, uh, I mean, what inspired that paradigm shift? I mean, 
do you remember was there a specific trigger was there something specific that happened completely absolutely derek so at, at the time i was i was there was so many medical things going on. The biggest thing was is that I had an infection on my brain, and I had other infections going on that were really painful. Um, one that ended up taking one of my eyeballs, and but this infection on my brain was killing me. But I couldn't feel it. You don't have sensory or feeling nerve endings on your brain, so even though. I have this infection that's literally eating my brain. I can't feel it. And it's killing me, and the doctors are telling me this. And on top of that, I'm, I'm now blind. And so I'm massively depressed, massively anxious about me losing my life. And I'm 21 years old, and I'm, I'm incredibly thin. I lost a ton of weight. I'm just a bag of bones. And, I, and I'm, I'm hunched over. I can't hold myself up. And my dad comes around the corner and he would always, he would see me hunched over and he would say, chin up. And, you know, I would, I would hop up and, and then, you know, hold it for as long as I could before I would hunch back over. And so he came around the corner and, and you know, he said, chin up. And I didn't move. And he knew that there was something wrong. So he came and sat down next to me. And he said, you know, Tanner, what can I do? You know, what can I do to help? And I said, Dad, you know, you can't do anything. I'm blind. My life is meaningless. My life is worthless. You know, my life's over. And he said, Tanner, you know, that's not the attitude that you need to have because, you know, you could be blind and you could be in a wheelchair. As a matter of fact, you should be. Tanner, you could be blind in a wheelchair and mentally you should be a vegetable. Tanner, you should be dead. And he let me think about that for a moment. And that's when he said, Tanner, I know it's tough right now. It's, it's going to be tough and it will be. But it could always be worse. And, you know, just having that, that idea, that message come into my my conscious mind makes me realize this is true for not just me but for everyone no matter what your situation is if you're not dead then it could always be worse and some might argue that being dead might be better than living but um, I would disagree and I think that any any time that we have above ground is you know is a good time that's a great day and um, that's uh that's where I you know started the the uh, my life from I, I guess I, I realized that I had a another chance at life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage. And and so uh, you know I'm assuming the recovery <clears throat> that wasn't a short recovery would have been a substantial recovery. But then you would have walked back out into the world and effectively had to relearn how to live life. Completely, you relearned everything. Uh, you know, travel, um, independent living skills, how to cook. You know, how to use the bathroom, how to brush your teeth. And the reason why you have to do these simple things is because you can't see the toilet, right? And so, you know, I, I peed on the floor dozens of times before <laughs> yeah. you know, I figured it out. And, you know, even as, as simple things like brushing your teeth, figuring out that you, you just got to figure out a way to do it differently, a way that's going to work for you. And I was so sick and tired of me trying to brush my teeth and getting toothpaste on my shirt, getting toothpaste on the counter, getting toothpaste on my face. And as everybody else does, you put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. 
and then you put the toothbrush in your mouth. Well, one day it hit me on my own. I was just like, if the toothpaste has got to go in my mouth, why not just put the damn toothpaste <laughs> in my mouth first? And so that's what I did. That's how I've done it ever since. And it works. Wow. So, I mean, it really forced you to throw conventional thinking and process out and, and, and just discover new ways to do things. Completely. I mean, and that's, you know, that's, we got connected through podcasting and that's, that's the message behind my podcast, you know, fueling success with creativity. And you, mm. sometimes you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to take a different perspective and, you know, that's how, that's how, that's how sometimes that's how we have to get through whatever barrier or whatever wall that's in front of us. Absolutely. And, and, but I mean, it applies to entrepreneurship so well. I mean, as an entrepreneur, creating business is, is thinking creatively, looking for different ways to do things, thinking out, you know, I mean, to use the, it's been overused, but to think outside the box, right? You know, yes. when, when everybody else is putting toothpaste on their toothbrush, you're putting it in your mouth, right? It's just a whole different way of going about thinking. And uh, okay, so so let's continue down this journey. So you know, you've started to recover. You then went to university. What was the path leading you to where you are today, becoming an entrepreneur? Definitely. So I was pretty motivated at the at you know I was working full time. I was going to school full time, and I knew the entrepreneurial spirit has been burning inside of me. You know, since I was a kid, I did everything growing up. Uh, you know, from lemonade stands to mowing lawns to washing cars to uh, sales, um, you know, everything. And, you know, I even monetized lunch detention. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so it was burning inside of me. And so I, you know, quickly realized when I went back to work blind, I was like, man, there's got to be a better way. And and like many entrepreneurs and what I suggest entrepreneurs do is, is to find whatever it is that you love and do that and find a way to make money doing it. And so I love food. And through my recovery, that was the only thing that was really what helped me go day to day was being around the dinner table. And I'm from southern Louisiana. You can't tell from my accent, but, you know, so family and dinner, supper – is really, really important. And, you know, so we would get around the table, we would share stories and we would eat great food. And, you know, that was the happiest times throughout my recovery. So I started a mobile food kitchen and, you know, so, <laughs> which is hilarious, like a blind guy yeah. <laughs> starting a mobile food kitchen. But that's that's how strong the entrepreneurial spirit is inside of me. So I started the mobile food kitchen, of course, for multiple reasons. That ended up not working out. Um, I started a direct sales business, uh, and you know that didn't work out. I, that didn't work out because I just wasn't ready for it to work out. I hadn't developed myself enough as a person and an entrepreneur to really make that business work. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, then in 2000, late 2012, 2013 was when I went online and that's where I found my comfort zone. So uh, let's stop there for a second. So you've had a, uh, you left university, you started a few different businesses and those businesses didn't, they didn't work out for one reason or another, they didn't work out. Right. And, you know, so I, I think 
I don't know any entrepreneur that doesn't have a few uh, war stories behind them similar to that. Now, when they didn't work out, did you ever think, oh, I'm not going to be an entrepreneur or I need to go get a job? Or how did you deal with that? those failures along the way? Certainly. Sometimes we do need to go back to work or figure out a way to generate capital so that we can fuel or start up the next entrepreneurial journey, the next mission that we have. And there's nothing wrong with that. I always make it analogous to a baseball player and you know, a professional baseball player, when they step up to bat when they're in the batter's box, if over the lifetime of their career, they hit a ball and get on base three out of 10 times, they go down in the Hall of Fame. So seven out of 10 times you fail, you're going down in the Hall of Fame. And I make that very, very similar to entrepreneurship is that you will fail. There's going to be a lot of failures along the way. And it really gets down to not letting that phase you and just realize, hey, how can I do something better? How can what's the next step for me? Let's reorganize. Let's reassess. But ultimately, let's keep moving forward. Yeah, and, and that's the. I think that's an important message for for our listeners because I mean, a lot of people start off as an entrepreneur, and look, the first one doesn't always work out. But a lot right. of people give up after that one failure. And and if there's a common thread I see through successful entrepreneurs, particularly serial entrepreneurs, is you know that that failure never ever stops them, which is which is so key. So okay, so let's tell me about. The internet. You discovered the internet, and and I got to ask a question that's burning: How does somebody who's one hundred percent blind build an internet business? Totally with <laughs> passion, <laughs> uh, and with hopes and dreams. Yeah, uh, it's it is difficult. Thankfully, it's not the time of you know nineteen fifty, nineteen sixty, and you know. Uh, Ray Charles did some amazing things, and if I was stuck in those times, I don't. I would definitely not be as successful as that great man was. But I have a screen reading software that reads text on the screen. So as I type into the computer, it reads it back to me, mm-hmm. and as I navigate uh, across websites, it reads text back to me. So of course, drag and drop is not an uh, option. Um, Doing Photoshop is not an option, and there's many things that are very, very limiting, like social media scheduling platforms are all click-based. They're all mouse-based, and I've consulted with great organizations like MailChimp, who has now an accessibility team um, after working with me one-on-one and figuring out how to make their platform more accessible. But I've also consulted with Hootsuite and other social media platforms, and and they're just not accessible. They're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, thankfully, Meet Edgar is is available and, and is working with my uh, uh, screen reading software. But but many things are just not accessible. So what do you do, right? Yeah. So do you just turn your back and walk away? Well, you just figure out a solution. And I think networking and building relationships is not only important for me to figure out, to fill the holes that are in my business, but it's important for everyone to realize that you won't be able to do it on your own. And so that's how I was able to really launch my online business is understanding, hey, I'm stepping to this table Here's a, here's a platform, here's an arena that I know I can be successful in, but I'm going to need some support 
I'm going to have to figure out some tools, some resources to make that happen. Right. Okay. And so you're building this. You're, I, God, like, I'm just trying to wrap my head. Or, I'm looking at my computer screen as we're talking, going, there's all these visual things that you do. Right. And, and so, I mean, I, you know, for anybody that's listening, you know, when I get those, well, I, you know, I can't figure this out or I can't do that. I mean, incredible what you've created. So now let's, let's talk a little bit about your business. But one other thing as well, through this whole process, you were also a Paralympian as well, correct? Correct. Tell, t- tell me about that. In what specific sport? How- yeah. So I, when I was going to school full-time, working full-time, I actually came home. And the, the one thing I like to do is just watch this one television program before I passed out. And it was, came on right after the news here in the United States. And when I got home and you know the program came on, the news was still on. So I was like, oh, great. And you know I heard this beeping sound. It was beep, 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 beep. It's like, what the hell? And so that's when I, and now I'm blind four years. I've already been blind four years at this moment. And as you might recall, I loved playing sports growing up. So this was a local blind baseball team, which blew my mind. And so I was so excited because now I'm going to have an opportunity to express myself in one way where I'm actually on a level playing field as everybody else. I'm not working at any kind of disadvantage. And had a lot of success there. Some people in the disability sports arena had said, hey, have you ever thought about being a Paralympian? Introduced me to that. And so I started running track and field. And, you know, if anybody's familiar, I li- I w- at the time I was living in Tucson, Arizona, 100 miles away in Phoenix, Arizona, was the nearest disability sport program. I would bus, I would take the Greyhound bus up to Phoenix um, for every single practice so that I could make that happen. And, you know, one year later, I'm on the U.S. Paralympic team for track and field. Unbelievable. God, I mean, just the, the determination, the tenacity, the, the, unbelievable. So, okay, so, so I, we filled in that blank because I saw you were Paralympian as well. So you've done that. Now let's talk about your businesses today. So you've got a few digital, you've got a podcast. What is it you're doing today? Right. So the when I was talking about before is creating the tools, the resources, the solutions that you can do to fill the holes in your business. The big hole in my business is going to be web design and development. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I saw for 21 years, so I am very aware of how things look. And so I can articulate what it is that I want. And I have partnered with a designer and a developer who does a really good job at setting up these platforms for me. And then what I'm really great at is producing content, producing content, and and thereby producing content around what it is that I teach and I coach. So it works very much hand in hand. So you know, right now I have uh, just some of the things that I'm doing is I have my health and fitness blog um, at absolutelylean.com. I've got, as you mentioned earlier, my sports performance and athletic development membership platform. Um, my most recent venture is starting my podcast, which I did earlier this year, the Creative Success Show. And, you know, I produce two episodes each week there. And, um, you know, yeah, and then, you know, my consulting and professional speaking. So 
and a little bit busy. And oh, one of the most things that I'm uh, the most recent things that I'm super excited about is that I've partnered to do. Um, uh, I'm the director of business development for a startup who is making the job application process for individuals with disabilities, making the job application process online accessible. So that has been hugely fulfilling because, you know, an, another reason why I wanted to be an entrepreneur is is to be able to really make money on my own terms. Mm -hmm. But there's so many people who are disabled who can't make money. And think about think about yourself in your own situation. If you just weren't able to work and or how fulfilling bringing home a paycheck is for you and providing for your family, providing for your loved ones. It's a very fulfilling thing. It 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 makes you feel good. And there's a huge network of individuals out there who can't have that. Whether they're entrepreneurs or not doesn't really make a difference. But they, they feel limited because they, they're uh, detached. They can't ap even apply for a job. They can't even step up to the table. And so working with this startup, Linkages Experience, uh, and making the job application process uh, for accessible for individuals with disabilities has been hugely, hugely fulfilling for me. So that's that's another thing I'm doing. So, so in other words, you've got a few things on the go. <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a professional juggler. Wow, wow. You know, one thing I want to point out there that that, that really stood out to me when you were talking is, you know, you said. Uh, you were able to communicate the design and stuff like that, but it's not something you can actually do yourself. Right. So you had to find a designer and a developer and, and rely on them to, to to build your vision and take care of all that side of things, which left you to focus on content. Yes. And, you know, for, for all the listeners out there, there's a big lesson there because at the end of the day, I watch so many people starting digital businesses and they get all worked up and get all tied up in the, in the graphics and the, trying to figure out the technology and doing all that stuff. But at the end of the day, as the entrepreneur, particularly uh, a digital entrepreneur, it's really what people want from you, where your, your gift is, where your value is, is, is the content you're producing for that market. And so, you know... It, I almost looked at it as it was probably a benefit that, you know what, you had to hand that stuff off and now you've been able to create some amazing content and that's what people are engaging with. Completely. I'm a, I'm a very visual person when, uh, you know, when I, when I could see. And so if I had to get, and it's tough not even still as, as a totally blind man, it's tough not to get stuck up with the design details because yeah, I'm, so, yeah. I'm such a perfectionist oriented <laughs> person. So yes, yeah. It is very liberating to not have to worry about that. Yeah, that's incredible. And and I mean, there's there's lots of great designers out there that you can outsource to and focus on on that content because that's where the magic is and that's what you've done. So big lesson for all the listeners there. So all right, so now let's let's shift gears. And and you said you've been doing some uh, really good. You've been having some great success with your blog posts, some specific SEO techniques, and social media. You know, let's dig into that. What, what what's working well for you right now? Certainly. I think that people understand, learn, are drawn to, can relate to stories. And so how do we tell stories with our content? And I apply this storytelling thing to my blog posts. I apply it to my social media. And how do you tell a story in 140 characters, right? And it's really about initiating curiosity and and 
providing value in term that's respective to someone's pain point. And so if you can illustrate a pain point and provide a potential solution for it or how someone might solve that, you know, fix that pain point, that's been working really well for me in terms of the social media draw and driving traffic. My instead of just saying like, oh, here's my new blog post. Oh, here's my new podcast. Oh, I've got this product. Um, you know, and, and even, it even goes deeper than, you know, do you have this problem? You know, it, it goes deeper than that. How can, you t- how can you tell a story or how can you illustrate a situation that elicits and ignites curiosity so that people want to click on stuff? So that is that's how I've been doing things with social media. Now, mind you, too, is that this is at a, I'm at a huge disadvantage because most of my social media doesn't use pictures. It's completely text oriented. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the goldfish attention span where, you know, people don't even like reading anymore or many people don't it. You I've got to get creative on how I can grab attention text only. Um, you know, I'm working on getting someone to help me work with pictures that I've got and take pictures and, you know, just grabbing my phone and taking a selfie or taking a picture of anything as, as I'm walking around, I I don't have that opportunity. So I've got to be creative on how I can use text-based solutions, text-based social media in order to drive traffic. And I, and I feel like I'm doing really, really well. And were you going to say something? Oh, yeah, I was going to just I, I was going to say, you know, it'd be great if you could give us an example of uh, of of a story so we can kind of visualize how you're utilizing it. Sure. So, let me think. Um like um gosh, so many social media posts. Let me think. <laughs> um so I'm trying to think of like my most um you know, I just published a blog post and uh, on a solo episode on my my podcast website, the creative creativesuccessshow.com and it's uh uh build a network on social media part 2. And that's the second part in a two-part series on how to build your network on social media. And building a network just like Uh, many things in life is all it comes back down to building relationships. So I will say something like, you know, uh, building your network is really building relationships. Here's how you can build that relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I'm while relationship is while relationships are analogous to networks, somebody who is trying to build their network who isn't successful probably hasn't thought about the relationship factor of building a network. They're probably th- – the, and what I mean by that is the quality, right? The quality of the relationships. They're probably more thinking – they're more focused on the volume of their network. How many people can I reach? How many followers can I get? And I don't care if you've got 100,000 people on your email list, if only one-tenth of 1% is opening your emails. That's not an engaged network. Mm -hmm. That's not a reliable network. If you reached out to them and you only had a couple people opening those emails, how engaged is that? And that gets back down to the whole idea that you don't really have a relationship with those people. 
for what you, whatever you did to get them on your list wasn't really that valuable to them. Um, or whatever content that you've been producing hasn't been that valuable, and so they've detached themselves from you. So trying to uh, illustrate how, you know, uh, taking a different perspective on how it's – so the, the pain point there – god damn, I'm rambling. It's <laughs> uh, good. It's good. The pain point there is is people who want to build their network. And the solution is or the idea that I'm presenting is developing relationships rather than developing your network. By developing the relationships, you are developing your network and then teaching people how to develop those relationships. Um, so that's that's what I would do. I also, uh, just so everybody knows, is that I, I really put a lot of time into developing my social media posts because we only have a little bit of attention span. So when I'm writing my social media posts out, I am sitting at the computer and I've got my Word document open and I start typing things out and I start typing things out and I start typing things out and then I refine those messages to where it's, you know, it is... It, it's it's causing the action that I feel people uh, it's it's eliciting the curiosity that I want people to have, and then it's driving the action that I want people to take. So, and while I struggled right now with coming up with a great social media post, it's because it takes time, and that is probably reflective of why I'm having such great engagement on my social media mm -hmm. is because I don't just post stuff randomly. I don't just post stuff right off the top of my head. If you're great enough to do that, that's awesome. But that's not, I, I can't just come up with something right off the top of my head that's going to, one, drive curiosity, uh, two, have someone relate to a pain point that they're currently experiencing, three, make it relevant to my content, four, to drive to drive traffic, to drive an action, to drive a click. Those are four big things that are difficult to do right off the top of your head in 140 characters or less. Uh, that's really difficult to do. And, and you know, I think we're in a day and age now where people are suffering from, let's call it social media fatigue, right? There's so sure. much stuff coming through um, that if you're one of those guys that's, you know, just posting whatever comes to their mind, eventually you're just white noise and people start to tune you out. And once you've been tuned out, it's very difficult to get people to tune back in, right? So, I mean, that effort that you're putting in to crafting every single message, I think is a very important lesson for our listeners here because, you know, people think of social as, oh, yeah, I'll just whip something up and post it. Now, you really need to think it through. And, yes. and you know, so you're, you're effectively, you know, what's, what's the hook? You know, how are you grabbing the attention? What's the action that you want people to take? And so when you do post something, so you're, uh, when you're saying 140 characters, I assume you're predominantly talking Twitter here? Yes. Okay, and are you using Facebook as well? Yes. And so where are you getting your best results right now, Facebook or Twitter? Well, I think it has to do with, uh, I think that I'm getting my best results on Twitter just because I'm most active there. Fascinating. Okay. So, because I'll be dead honest with you, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of people I talk to right now that, that get, that Twitter trumps Facebook. And, uh, and so, to dig into your Twitter strat, how often are you tweeting? Oh, I'm, I'm probably tweeting, you know, more than once an hour within you know, a given, uh, a given time block, probably between, uh, 6am Eastern standard time and about, uh, 11pm Eastern standard time. Now, one of the thing, one of my things that I've learned on Facebook is that, you know, if you're on your personal channel, right, that 
you quickly become white noise. Mm-hmm. That if you've got a product or something or a service, a website, a podcast, you know, and you're just like, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, hey, look at me, hey, look at me. Pretty soon, everybody's tuning you out. You, you become white noise very, very fast. And then, if you're on your professional business page, you've got to you've got to really pay to play, and you've got to be smart about how you're targeting your traffic. And so, if you, you know, if you're just, especially if you're just posting crap, and you're paying to uh, to promote it to more than you know the 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 3% of people who you asked to like your page um you know you're going to struggle mhm yeah definitely definitely and so you know with the uh so you're posting so did you say twice an hour i'm posting uh, it's, it, well it's every 45 minutes and then that's what i've got my meet edgar schedule as yeah and and then i've got um, and then if I just hop on there and like, if something comes across where, you know, I'm doing something or whatever, um, there's, then there's my also personal manual tweets as well. Right. And, uh, so how do you handle that volume? And that's a lot of tweets, you know, are you, are you batching that sitting down, writing out a full week and then doing it? How, how does that work? I normally update my Meet Edgar account twice a week, and that's relevant to the podcast episodes that I publish. So as soon as the episodes publish, I go on to Meet Edgar and I upload that. And so everybody knows Meet Edgar is a paid social media scheduling platform, and they offer some pretty awesome things in terms of recurring content. So that's why I chose Meet Edgar. Um, Also, too, they've recently updated it to where it used to be limited to 5,000 or 10,000 posts, depending on the level of account that you have. And they've recently opened that up to unlimited. And um, so I have, and Meet Edgar also gives you great analytics. It also is, uh, uh, it also monitors your engagement and then adjusts posts um, based on that. So it, it will take popular posts and probably put them a little bit more frequently but it puts things on a cycle. And so I have motivational quotes in there. I have my podcast stuff in there. I have my health and fitness blog stuff in there. And I have my sports performance stuff in there. And it will cycle through all these posts and just post every 45 minutes. So sometimes it's my podcast. Sometimes it's a motivational quote, et cetera. And then I'm updating. And those never expire. So that's the great thing about Edgar is that the more and more content that I get that I put into it, the more and more robust um, and, and diverse my social my my tweets become, and uh, and and so there's I think there's a great lesson in there for our listeners, right? And, and this is a mistake a lot of people make is for you know they write a post or a tweet or uh, for a blog post or for a podcast or whatever that may be, they post it once and then they never post it again. And uh, the reality is is you know, if you send out a tweet and you have, let's say, 10,000 followers, you know, are all 10,000 going to see it when you no. tweet it? Absolutely not, right? So that's when you start rotating those. But the reality is, is once you get to that level where you're trying to tweet as you're doing every hour um, or twice an hour, it's it's impossible to do this manually. And that's where you need to find uh, a tool. And there's a lot of great ones out there. At, at, like, as you said, meet Edgar. And is uh, just a curiosity, because uh, you mentioned Hootsuite earlier, did you go with meet Edgar simply because it, it's got these better scheduling features than Hootsuite? 
I went with meat. I would have been on Hootsuite if it if it wasn't inaccessible by my screen reading software. Ah, uh, okay. Meet Edgar Hootsuite doesn't have the recurring post feature. At least at the last time that I checked, uh, the things that they provide, um, they don't do that. But uh, it really, it gets down to time savings. And so I think like with the way Hootsuite and other social media platforms as it stands is that you have to keep, you know, we would have to save all these posts, right? And so if I wanted to repurpose content later on down the line, I would have to have these cataloged probably in an Excel file and upload that every time I want to post and or every time that uh, it is, it expires or that post gets scheduled. But with, uh, but with uh, Meet Edgar, I'm basically it's fifty bucks a month, but I, I don't look at it as fifty bucks a month. I look at it as a dollar sixty six a day. If I save a dollar sixty six a day in my time by being everywhere that I want to be, when I want to be there with a strategic message, I mean, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the cost benefit there is is as you said, it's a total no-brainer. Um, otherwise, you'd be glued at your computer, uh, just sure. tweeting. It'd be impossible to do that. So, uh, awesome. Okay, so now we're about to wrap up here, um, but before we do, uh, where can our listeners connect with you, follow you, see what you're up to? Where's the best places to find you? Thanks, Derek. I really appreciate me being here and you having me and sharing my message and my story and really the motivation behind helping people keep moving forward, jumping into their businesses and taking it by the horns and not and staring failure in the face because it's going to happen. But if anybody wants to reach me, I'm everywhere on social media at Tanner Gears. That's G-E-R-S. And you can also check me out at creativesuccessshow.com. That's awesome. And, and Tanner, thanks so much for sharing uh, your story and a whole bunch of different tips and tactics of how you're using social media. That was fantastic as well. Uh, honestly, man, you're an inspiration and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, brother. Awesome. All right, everyone. That was Tanner Gers. And uh, as always, any links mentioned in the interview will be included in the show notes along with the entire transcript of this podcast uh, and episode. And of course, you'll find it all at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, guys, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed on Apple. Use iTunes. On Android, use SoundCloud or Stitcher. We're there. And while you're there, if you like what you heard, please leave us a rating, leave us a review because, guys, that's my fuel. That gives me the momentum, the motivation to continue making this the best info pack podcast for digital entrepreneurs. And so now it's time to take all the tips, tools, and strategies you've learned here today from Tanner and apply that final essential ingredient. And that ingredient is action. So go forth, take action. No obstacle is insurmountable. You've learned that here today. And uh, now I will sign off and see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.